Necessity is the mother of invention So get ready for a mother of a ride Gas up your laptops, your tablets and devices Cause our asses are all quarantined inside More and more every day The world it feels so very far away Less and less things to do So pull up a chair and let us talk to you I'm Summer. And I'm Cody. And this is the More and More Everyday Podcast. He's a fifth grade teacher. She's a historian. And this is a daily blog and interview series brought to you by the South Phoenix Oral History Project to capture and preserve the stories of students and teachers in the COVID-19 era. Welcome. Today's episode is a conversation with Chandra, a graduate of South Mountain Community College in the spring of 2020. In Chandra's interview, we talk a lot about her faith, her devoted optimism, the time she's enjoying with her family, and how she's dealing with some of the disappointments that come with learning in the time of COVID-19. Hi, my name is Chandra. I go to school at South Mountain Community College, and my major is general business. Very good. Thank you. Chandra, the first question is, how are you doing? What are some highs and what are some lows of your life right now? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Um, The highs... I would say is the fact that I'm able to take this time to spend with my children um, and my family and just really spend some quality time with them. But not only that, you know, I'm able to, because I I go to church and everything, so I'm able to actually spend more time teaching them about the Lord and and different things like that. So I think that that's really great. And um, I also have a son that's doing a lot better in school online than than when he's actually at school. So that was kind of weird and different. That's great news. I'm glad it's going well for him. One of the things we're looking for as historians is the concept of the watershed moment. So history, we tend to track change over time, you know, kind of gradual change. Um, but we also look for what's called a watershed moment, a catalyst, something that changed like everything was one way and now it's different. So if you look back on the last two months of your life, can you actually pinpoint a day or a date where it felt like everything changed for you on account of this virus? Yes, actually, um, it was two different times, actually. At first, it was the time with um, when school, you know, we were on our break and then they said it's extended. And then, so at first it was just like, okay, well, we'll get back into the swing of things, you know, before, you know, I didn't think it was going to last as long as it has. So when they finally said, um, okay, well, there's no more school, there's no graduation, then that was the thing that kind of um, did it for me where it's like, oh, my goodness, I never expected that it would be that way. And then the second point was when my church um, shut down and they were like, okay, it's just, they're just going to do something online, um, you know, on Facebook. They were going to go live on Facebook and my pastor, whoever would speak. But it was, it was just those two different points because, you know, I have been waiting for graduation since this was my year. And so um, I actually had just come back from, um, because I graduated in high school 
1998. So, <laughs> um, you know, and I stopped going and never thought that I would be able to get back in to college, but then a time came when I was able to, even though I have three kids now. Um, but at that point, you know, of actually getting back, I was just so excited to be able to graduate because it was something I wanted to share with my kids and let them know that it can be done because we hadn't had anyone in the family that's actually gone to college. Um, my dad did, but he never finished, and my mom just stopped after high school. So, um, And I have two older siblings, and they didn't graduate from high school, and let alone go to college. So this was something that was really important to me, and I know that I had so much family that would be there. And it was just like a, a stepping stone that we hadn't um, passed. So it was really important to me to have my children, you know, my children there, my family there. So that's, I think that's the thing that really made it um, be like, oh, this is like a big thing right now. Um, so that changed a lot for me. And I'm still trying to get over the fact of not <laughs> having that, being able to walk for that commencement ceremony. But I think it's getting a little bit better because... You know, well, it's, I, I'm not there yet, <laughs> but um, I'm dealing with it, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations on accomplishing this huge milestone. Even if you didn't get to walk, it's really cool that you're able to finish an associate's degree and share that with your with your sons. It's wonderful. <laughs> so how is life different for you now since mid-March? Um, how is it different? <laughs> well, one thing that I'm, I do a lot with my church, and so um, I am actually on the praise team. So now every couple of Sundays or every other Sunday I can go because we practice and we sing before they have a speaker, and it's just a couple of people there, but just to be there is such a great thing for me, and it's really helped me because I wanted to be there, and it had been so long since I had been there, and it's my faith is what's so important to me. Um, so that was a really big thing for me. So I'm glad that I can do that. So that's a great thing. But um, the change, I guess, is just it's kind of weird, you know, being at home all the time, most of the time kind of boring sometimes <laughs> but I try to find different things for my kids and me to do mm -hmm. um, I know there's this one thing that an instructor of mine had us to do for an assignment and um, she would give us a word that deals with the class that we're in like a business communication class mm -hmm. um, she would give us a word at the beginning of the, the semester and then she would tell us to draw something that represents what we believe the word is. And then at the end, after we've learned the word, then she'll have us do it again. And what we um, and and so that is something that I had my children to do. I put words in the hat and <laughs> um, just different words that I that are in the Bible or. You know, and it's just, it's, they're in the Bible, but they're also actual words. Mm -hmm. But um, just like warfare or um, strength, you know, different things like that. 
and then I have them to make something that deals with that word. So, and it's been really interesting, the things that they've come up with. <laughs> so I think um, just um, being creative, you find yourself having to be more creative mm-hmm. when you're at home, um, since you're not just out and about. And so that's one thing that is kind of different with us. Also, just not being able to go anywhere and um, <laughs> it's, it can be boring, but at the same time, that's why you have to get creative. Mm-hmm. And um, I know one of the, I think a down for me is just um, running out of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I run out of things to do and I know my boys, they are in sports and so they want to get, you know, go to park and they miss all of that and my son feel like he's getting rusty (laughs) but he'll be a senior in high school next year so um, he's a little concerned about that but he's trying to do little things to to keep you know little workouts and stuff but so that that's kind of a down but I don't know if we're able to go to parks or what but um, that that's one one down Great. Thank you. How did your professors initially communicate with you that things were changing on campus? Um, they sent an email. I know they sent emails out. Um, I think that was the main way that they pretty much got in touch with me and let me know. Okay. And were you primarily learning face-to-face classes or were you primarily online initially? I had one online class, and the other classes were in um, face-to-face in person. Okay. Um, and so that's what I was mainly used to because I, I felt like I did better in person. Yeah. But I'm learning that online is not so bad. Good. So it's it went okay this semester? It did. It did. Good. That's great. And how, I know you were supposed to graduate. What were you planning to transfer as well? Or were you going to be done with, once you finished your associates? I was planning to transfer into NAU. Okay. Um, they have a 90-30 program. And so 90 credits you can get at the community college level and the rest of the 30 um, with NAU online because I'm not going to Flagstaff. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and I already have 61 credits that transfer, so that was, yeah, that, that was great. Cool. <laughs> so is this um, going to affect your plans to transfer to NAU at all, or are you still bound for NAU next fall? I'm not sure. Um, it just kind of depends, because I was going to meet with someone for, at NAU um, to see about the whole transfer process because I wasn't really sure. And so I don't know if this is probably going to bump me back some. Mm-hmm. So because I, I, I don't really talk to them. I don't really, hadn't really talked to NAU that much. But mm-hmm. I did um, get started with two NAU, which is like an online, it's um, kind of, I guess you kind of get to um, know more about the school and stuff. But I didn't. I don't think I actually applied, so it's probably going to kind of bump me back because okay. I was supposed to have a meeting with someone there. Okay. 
Well, keep me posted. If you need me to put you in contact with anybody, I, I have some friends over at that NAU, the NAU side of South Mountain. So let me know oh. if I can help you out with that. Okay, thank you. Yeah, no problem. So what have you been doing to establish a sense of normalcy? You've mentioned you were able to start going back to small meetings at church. Um, what other things did you do to keep a routine? Um, really? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I've just been trying to wing it ever since. <laughs> but um, definitely a lot more um, cooking. Um, and then to just try and assigning chores to the kids and trying to get myself from being lazy. You know? <laughs> because you can kind of get that way if you're just sitting at home all the time. So mm-hmm. I try to myself to um, work on some doing some things too and I had classes you know from um, last last week was the last day to really work on classes so I was doing homework so that kind of kept me busy but now it's this week it's like okay gotta figure out something (laughs) you should take a summer school class (laughs) I thought about that actually I thought about Um, have you tried any new hobbies? You mentioned cooking, but are you doing anything that you've never tried before? Mm, Not really, actually. (laughs) I haven't actually, but I am, um, I did get a Food Network app because I wanted to learn different kinds of foods to, to try. So I'm going to work on that. I got a new skillet. <laughs> for you. You'll have to send me some recipes if you find some that you really like. Okay. I'll do the same. I, I love to cook, so I'll share with you some that I like to. Oh, good. I would love that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Um, what do you miss most about life before COVID-19? Um, I think it's mainly the because I'm a person that really likes togetherness. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like a hugging person. I really am. I hug everybody. <laughs> so I kind of miss that because it's just that I, I miss those hugs. Now, of course, you know, my kids, we hug and everything in the house. And um, my close relatives, like my sister, yes. But just as far as like my church family, because I try to think about how they feel about it because they may not want hugs, so then I don't do it with them because, you know. Um, but so hugging for me, because that was just the thing. I just love to embrace people. Mm. And um, and uh, what else? Just coming together. I really, I had an idea of what I missed, but it just went out the door when I started talking. <laughs> hugging, coming together, being together. Yeah, I, I really miss that. Me too. And even in the school, because I feel like I made um, quite a few friends at school, so it was like not being able to see them and interact with them, that was the greatest thing for me because, you know, it's good to be able to interact with adults and not just children most of the time. <laughs> yeah. You're in good company. A lot of us miss our students and teachers and friends. Yeah. When you think about the future, what are you hoping for and what are you fearful of? Um, in the future. 
Well, I'm actually, a, a change that has happened for me is um, there have been times that now, like I mentioned before, I'm introducing or, you know, spending more time with my kids and teaching them about the Lord. So my, my hope is that I change and even get closer to the Lord than I was before. And I noticed that um, that was happening. Like I would be more in, in my Bible and, and different things like that since, you know, we're just home. <laughs> but um, so I hope to get even closer to God in the future. But also um, maybe being more open to, because I'm not that, I'm kind of a shy person. <laughs> so at times. So it's just like being able to be more outspoken and, um, you know, and hopefully get this business together with my sister because we're working on a um, battered women's shelter. Oh, wow. And, um, and actually, and a t-shirt business, and there's just different things that we have been talking about doing. Um, but so we're, we're working on that just trying to get a building right now for the shelter. And um, so I'm hoping that that will just, we'll get that started. And um, and then I'm, I'm actually trying to get my bachelor's for um, my BIS in strategic leadership. Cool. So hopefully that'll be happening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to stop now because I may not get started back up. So, mm -hmm. yeah, keep that momentum going for sure. Yeah. But as far as in like, hopefully with everything that's going on, that everything will get back. And, and I don't really want it to go back to normal mm -hmm. because I was kind of getting tired of the normal and the routine and just, you know, the same Thing all the time and I want things to be different and better like a better different not necessarily back to normal normal because I think sometimes we need to be shook up so that we can do something different than we've been doing in the past you know that may not have been getting us anywhere or so I'm hoping that it will be a, a better normal <laughs> if, if you can call it that um, and because I know in my church it was like so routine, and but now it's it seem it's like a little bit more exciting because of course you know it's not everyone is there, but at the same time we're doing something different than we've done, and I always wanted there to be something different, a change, mm -hmm. uh, and so. I don't want it to go back to absolute normal, but I also don't want it to be where everyone is just afraid of, uh, with so many people dying and everything. So uh, I'm not really afraid of what is to come. Um, I just hope that we're just ready and prepared for whatever happens, you know, so. Great. I love that, a better normal. That's a, that's a wonderful way of looking at it. Well, I only have two more questions for you. The first is, do you have a specific quote or a mantra or maybe a Bible passage that really has helped you to get through this time? 
Um, actually, there um, there are a few different ones that I cannot remember at the moment. <laughs> that's okay. Some people have one that's like their thing, you know, but um, you can email it to me if you think of one. Well, there is um, one scripture um, that mentions that God is a very present help in time of trouble. So that has been something that's um, stuck with me because he showed that to me. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a time when I was in going, while I've been going to college, and um, I had this time where I was so dizzy. I mean, just completely dizzy, and I didn't know what in the world was wrong with me, you know. And so um, I went to the doc to the hospital, actually, and um, I forget the name of what they were calling it, but it's like you're just super dizzy. So basically, I couldn't do anything. Uh, all I wanted to do was just lay down and hope that the spinning would stop. It, it, it was really... It was vertigo, I think is what, yes, vertigo. And so it was just, it was extremely horrible for me. And, you know, I would throw up because I, all the spinning and stuff make you um, nauseous. And so um, I would vomit. And then the thing that helped me was my, my sister, she came over one day. And I was just laying in my parents' bed because I just could not take it. And I told God. I said, I can't do this anymore. I just, I can't do this. I can't, this can't be my life. My doctor told me that it lasts sometimes for like three weeks to a month. And, mm -hmm. and I was like, I can't handle this. And so my sister came over and she came in the room with me and she prayed with me. And then when she was praying with me and I know I felt the presence of God and he helped and he took that away and then before I knew it I was up I was walking around and the scripture that came to me because I was thanking God too while my sister was in there mm -hmm. and I was thanking God because I just couldn't do it anymore mm -hmm. and um, she prayed for me and then the scripture that came to me was a very present help in time of trouble and I never forgot that, and I'll never forget that, and I'll just thank God for that, because that was what I needed, and um, and I'm better, and, and I'm so thankful. <laughs> so That's great. Thank you. And then my last question for you is, if you were to find yourself, you know, months down the road, reading this blog or listening to these interviews on the podcast, what would you be hoping to hear from other students and faculty across the country? Um, well, I would hope to hear that. I hope not to hear, first of all, that I don't want people to just be like afraid as if they have no hope because there is hope. God is our hope. But what I would like to hear is the change that people have made um, for the better, um, how, you know, even with everything that we've gone through, that they were able to come out and that they've come out better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, great, Chandra. Thank you so much. Do you, um, does the domestic um, abuse shelter that you're planning, do you guys have like a website or anything that people can find? We don't yet. 
Um, we will be working on that, but at this moment in time, we don't. Okay, great. Well, if you if you get one or if you end up getting a building and you you know need help promoting that, we have some friends on campus who um, own and and operate like group homes in the area. So there's some folks around our campus that can be of support to you for sure. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, this has just been wonderful talking with you. Was there anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't give you a chance to, to think on or talk about? Um, no, there's nothing I could think of. <laughs> I just really want to thank you. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Oh, I love hearing your story, and I'm so glad I got to hear your voice again. Now that the semester's over, I will miss you greatly in my class. Yes, you too. <laughs> All right, Chandra, I will be in touch with you when your um, episode drops. I'll send you an email to let you know, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, have a good day. You too. You can find us at SouthPhoenixOralHistory.com, on Instagram at SMCCHistory, or send us an email at HistorySouthMountain at gmail.com. Music provided by Jake and Emily Speck.